We are live with another episode of the Tan and J-Man show live on the ISC Sports Network. As you can see, Tanner is not with us right now. He's hoping to join us here shortly. I do not know where he is on the road, but we have our good friend Aaron Lynch. As I see, the uh, banners are all screwed up. I am not Tanner Lee. Lynch is not the J-Man. Uh, Tanner's in charge of this stuff, so bear with me. I don't know how to flip it. We might just have to. I might, I might just have to be Tanner tonight. Uh, I'll, but, I'll be you tonight. Yeah, it, Lynch. Lynch can be me. Uh, he 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 can give a bucket. He can uh, do all the reads, all that. He can take over. I'll just sit back and let him control the show tonight. How about that? Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, how how you doing tonight, Aaron? I'm doing good. How about yourself, Josh? Um, pretty good. Pretty good. It is a Monday. It is a hot Monday too. Tara and I always talk about the weather. It feels like. Uh, but it is wind, uh, wind chill. Uh, real feels almost 100 degrees here. There is no wind chill on June 19th. At least if, if, if there is, it'd be a, uh, it'd be a real uh, rough deal for all of us. But uh, <laughs> it is it, it is hot uh, here in uh, Lockport, Illinois. Um, I have a trivia question for you. It is NBA related. And if Tanner joins us, again, do not know where Tanner is on the road. But uh, I will give it to him later. Nikola Jokic is the second player to average a triple-double in series-clinching wins in a single postseason all-time. Series-clinching wins, so the clincher in round one, round two, round three, finals, etc. Pretty self-explanatory. What other player did this? So Nikola Jokic is the second player to average a triple-double in series-clinching wins in a single postseason all-time. One other player did this. Obviously, this player was uh, really good, and he's in the Hall of Fame. I will give you that one as well, um, or will or will be a Hall of Famer. Hmm? Who knows? I, I was going to say um, uh, <laughs> Tanner tonight for this birdie bogey. Will yeah, could be active, could not be active. No one knows except me right now. But birdie bogey is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House has upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere. Located at 703 Main Street in Rochester. As always, Monday night is smoked wings for uh um forget how much they're going for. <laughs> Let's see. I have it pulled up here. Smoked wings, two dollar smoked wings and one dollar off domestic beers every Monday. Um, so uh go get some wings. Um and uh, go to Arlington Public House anyway because they have really good food uh, that aren't wings. Uh, Monday special is the tuna melt, soups, loaded potato, cactus chili, drinks, chocolate, icing, mocha, butterscotch, uh, latte. But uh, I'm getting uh, notifications that for whatever reason we are not up on the ISC Sports Network. They're having trouble streaming to our destination. Is it possible the stream was ended or deleted on the destination? So uh, I am blaming Tanner because uh, I did what I usually do. Um, but the show must uh, go on. The show, the show must go on, and maybe Tanner can figure it out uh, once he joins us. But uh, sorry for those that are trying to watch on the ISC Sports Network. Uh, we will hopefully have it back up here soon. Uh, but uh, yeah, as uh, we talked about before the show, we have NBA Finals to cover. We have U.S. Open golf. Then I'll talk some baseball. Uh, so, uh, how much of the NBA Finals did you watch? I I watched. I watched quite a bit. I would say one thing I, I wish they would do is kind of put the games, especially when they're in mountain time, a little sooner on the East Coast. Yeah. But uh, I did watch. Um, I figured the Heat were going to run out of gas. It, yeah. it was a matter of time. Tyler Hero being out for much of that series, I, I figured was going to be, you know, a big big thing of it. But that roster in its age, I, I, I commend that team. I mean, Eric Spolstra, mm-hmm. that, that culture there – Miami Heat have, I I think it, it's tried and true, and they're they're always going to contend. But it was definitely in the Nuggets year with Murray returning, and Jokic and, and the dominance of that, and the key role players of KCP this past offseason adding that, him, um, Porter elevating his game after having these in, back injuries. I mean, this franchise made a lot of you know a lot of acquisitions and gambles high risk acquisitions but you have to as a small market team mm-hmm. in the league and it, it paid off Jokic dominant performance uh could not believe it after him winning just wanting to go home yeah 
that that was the biggest shocker to me. I, I, yeah. I think, and I know there had been analysts comparing him to an, one all-time great in Duncan. I think that is, I think he's on par with that mm-hmm. early. Um, but we'll just have to see where this this career and this team uh, projects going out. I, you know, the whole core is under contract. They, you know, it, I don't know how the West will look next year. And I also don't know how the East will look because as we see today, there's, you know, changes happening already this early in this offseason. Right. Um, and, and going back to the Jokic, um, Tim Duncan comparisons, he's arguably a better player, mm-hmm. um, at, at, at least stats wise. Uh, he's, he's the better player. Uh, but as, as far as him wanting to go home, he I mean, he he dropped some pretty legendary quotes when they of course, they told him the uh, the parade was on Thursday. He's like, no, 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 no. I, 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 I got to go home to my horses. Um, and, and then he said something like, you know, not not pretty, pretty much everyone hates their job uh, uh, sort of deal, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, is a man after my own heart, even though he's making millions and he gets to play a game. Uh, but uh, he stuck around for the parade and said it was the greatest day of his life. So he uh, kind of made amends there. Uh, but uh, as, yeah, as, as far as the heat goes, um, you know, they have the most finals appearances since 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they haven't won in about 10 years or so, which is not really that big of a deal if you're getting there, uh, especially with this roster, as you said, without Tyler hero got, got hurt. He, he got, he got hurt. Did he get hurt game one of the first round? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he um, did. And so, so to be without one of their better players through the entire uh, postseason is really a testament to their team sticking together. I mean, they're one of the best defensive teams in the entire league, um, and it shows that defense can still win uh, games, especially when you have a superstar uh, like Jimmy Butler and good pieces around him as well. Uh, and to get there as an eight seed is pretty incredible. The run you had to go on and, and go, you know, going through Milwaukee, and I understand Milwaukee will. They didn't play out what how it should have, mm-hmm. and and I I see that team probably restructuring. I mean, letting go to letting go of Budenholzer was a first key in that. We'll see, you know, in this offseason what other moves they do make, um, you know, to keep Giannis in the you know championship window open. Um, going through the Knicks the second round, that you know that was a surprise team. You know, this whole season, um, Jalen Brunson really revolutionized that mm-hmm. with Tibbs. Um, but the, the, the thing that I realized with this heat team was when, you know, they, they go up three Oh against Boston and almost blow that series and still win that that's, but when they won in Boston, that's when I, I figured they were going to be gassed because Denver yeah. had nine days rest. It, it was not going to be, you know, I understand we'll have to see what the ratings come out as because I, I don't know if they've been released yet i haven't seen them i haven't seen them either um but i know you made a comment last week that this is probably not the best finals the nba's had and i i tend to agree with that i i think maybe the piston spurs mm-hmm. back in 2005 was probably the least you know anticipated finals i can remember besides this one yeah um but you know we'll see with the you know draymond now declining his player option I, yeah the heat are going to have a Heat are going to be interested in that one too, um, and bringing him onto that squad. Yeah, he. Uh, we've been on record many times saying how much we've hated Draymond from his Michigan State get, uh, days for sure. Uh, but to climb twenty seven point nine million dollars, you think he's going to get that in the open market? From teams that need, like he'll be in a bottom feeder team if he wants to get that money. Mm-hmm. But I, I you know he wants a long term deal. That's when reported. It's going to be interesting if the Pistons do have cap space. He might go back to Michigan, but do you want to be on a contender? Because the other teams are going to have to do sign trades: Dallas, Miami, Phoenix, mm-hmm. and and do you want to leave Golden State? Which I I think he's kind of fractured that locker room, and I think you know leadership with changing, and what happened with Jordan Poole at the beginning of the season. Yes, um, I, I don't see Draymond sticking around there. Um, but I do probably see one of these other teams vying for him. And- yeah, his uh, his shtick kind of get. I mean, it's gotten old, but especially when you're no longer winning championships, that's when it's really um, starts to rub people the wrong way. And of course, Golden State won uh, last, last year. year, but uh, 
But uh, th- this year things didn't go as well, and it, it seems like he kind of fractured some relationships there, especially with the Jordan Poole thing. Um, that's just who he is. He loves to play the villain, and uh, he's he, he's probably got enough left in the tank to be like a glue guy of sorts for a team like Miami, for, for, for a really good team. Um, I don't think he will be very happy with his market in my opinion, because he's, again, he's 30, what, four years old, 33, mm-hmm. 34 years old. Yep. Um, not a great offensive player. He can pass more of kind of a, and he, he, he would have fit fantastically back in like the late eighties with those like Detroit Pistons teams. Uh, but today's NBA, he found a perfect spot for him in golden state. It'll be interesting to see if he can actually replicate that success elsewhere. I, I really think, and we'll, switch subject here because the, the, the ongoing developing situation with the Phoenix Suns and trading mm-hmm. for Bradley Beal, but you just lost your distributor in, in Chris Paul. You, you made that choice, which Chris Paul was shocked today and talking with media about being shipped out, but a Draymond green that still had can, you know, facilitate mm-hmm. going to Phoenix. Now the Kevin Durant, Durant, Durant get along. That's the thing. Can he yeah. get along with Durant? I mean, because Phoenix to me is a perfect scenario for mm-hmm. him. Because you, you have KD, you have Devin Booker, you now have Bradley Beal, you have DeAndre Ayton. I mean, it it's you know it, it's positionless basketball, but Draymond's skill set fits that mm-hmm. that core group better than anyone else on the open market. Right. Um, yeah. As far as Paul getting traded to uh, Washington, um, there's not going to be enough balls to go around there in Phoenix. Um, Book Booker. Booker's, I don't know if he's their best player, if Durant's their best player. Um, I, I, I actually think Bradley Beal is. Really? I'm, I really I've do. never been a huge Beal fan. Maybe that's just because he's been with Washington and they've been so bad for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, he's he, he's a guy that also can't really stay healthy, can he? No, he can't stay healthy. And I I, I wonder if this changes scenario because he's been – I mean, the Wizards have been the only thing he, he's known. Yeah. And, and honestly, they haven't done anything since John Wall was there. Right. Um, when they kind of made him the solo league guy, it, it really didn't work out that well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Westbrook was there to kind of help, but he he's the type of person that he kind of needs to spot up and shoot. And I think if you put him on this Phoenix roster, you you have a bunch of scorers and you have Aiton as your interior post. You, you need someone to facilitate. Right. So, and Draymond, I think, is like the perfect piece in that whole yeah. scenario. Um, yeah, he yeah he's he's pretty much a point guard. Um, but again, as you said, positionless basketball, which is kind of how the NBA's uh, turning, and maybe that's why Phoenix got rid of Chris Paul. Um, I it, it seems like there's always been kind of locker room issues uh, with Chris Paul that surrounded him. I, at least I know um, where where was he? Was he in? Um, I, obviously, he was in LA. Was he in Houston? Or am I thinking somebody? I'm thinking. No, he was in Houston. He was. That's yeah. That's what I thought. It, so it him, like there John Wall. So yeah. him and John Wall, it's I saw an interesting thing today. Him, John Wall, and Russell Westbrook have played for the four exact same teams: yeah. Clippers, OKC, Houston, yeah. and Wizards. Now, yeah, they, yeah, they're they're kind of following the same path a little differently, um, but it it sure feels like Chris Paul's going to end his career uh, ringless. He had a great opportunity uh, during the COVID year or the twenty twenty one to do it, and they lost. But uh, yeah, now now going to Washington. Um, He's, I, I see I mean, him he's 36, isn't he? He's 37. He, he he's gonna he's gonna get I bet the Wizards are gonna buy out the contract and mm. and I he's gonna have his options. Where he, he goes, that's that's difficult. Yeah. Maybe he finally ends up with the Lakers. Uh David Stern's not there to uh <laughs> to uh, block it anymore. That would be one roster to see. Uh yeah. them cap strapped with <laughs> two guys that are gonna be pushing forty. Yeah, that, yeah. That team that yeah. that would be something to see. Yeah, it's 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 got a Gary Payton, Carl Malone vibe. Him going out to uh, L.A. if that ends up happening. Um, that very good comp. Yeah, try 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 to ring chase and it doesn't go very well. Uh, hey, they made it to the finals that year. Yeah, yeah. So that that was a fractured Laker team of talking about locker rooms. Yes, with Kobe yeah, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it got real ugly towards the end there, uh, for sure. Um, it, it did, but you know, hey, this off season it just started. The NBA drafts this Thursday. We're we're going to see probably a once in generational talent go to San Antonio mm-hmm. and uh, 
Victor Wembiana. And we'll see kind of, I think the draft really starts at number two this week. I've heard rumors of the uh, second pick getting shopped to um, New Orleans. Hmm. For Zion? Zion. And, yeah. and Brandon Ingram, maybe? I don't think they're going to let go of Brandon Ingram. Yeah. But that would be interesting, Detroit having that young of a core. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of see. I mean, there will be a lot of trades and facilitation happening this week as we get closer to the draft and on draft night. Um, but you know, we'll, it, it's a young off season. And yeah. And, and we have Damian Lillard too, if there's going to be a re- resolution for that. I can't see him not going to Boston. Really? I see, I, I see that as like the perfect fit is Boston. Hmm. Shams came out today and said that, uh, Damian wants to stay with Portland if at all possible. Um, I, I follow a lot of, Dolphins guys who also cover the Miami Heat, and they're mentioning them as a possibility. Uh, they don't know if they have they can have a package put together um, that will be able to get him. Uh, but uh, it, it, yeah, there by Thursday it, it'll be interesting to see if we have a resolution on Damian Lillard because uh, they have the third pick. Is that correct, Portland? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember the draft so, off the top of my head. Yeah, maybe they try everything in their power to trade that third pick for somebody to put around him. Uh, they also have the 25th pick, I believe. They have a pick mm-hmm. in the 20s as well that they will, that they can use um, to try to put a team around. I mean, they, they had some good teams back four, five, six years ago. Of course, McCollum's no longer there, and they just don't have that. He's pretty much the guy, and they just they haven't been very good. Um <laughs> It's probably going to be a rebuild situation in Portland as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, it might be a rebuild situation. Uh, one of the other pieces of news that happened uh, this past week, John Moran getting suspended 25 games. Yes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. That, uh, I think, um, what, uh, Silver, uh, Adam Silver was waiting to hand that down. Um, I, th- I th- think the suspension's a little harsh. Um, really? Yeah. I just, I don't know. Uh, what he did wasn't illegal, was it? It wasn't illegal, but I mean, when you're the face, it's not, when the face it's of the not NBA, a good look. But he he didn't break any rules, nothing. Um, so I, twenty, I, I a lot of people were talking fifty games, which that would have definitely been oh, excessive. Um, that that would have been excessive. I, I I see where the league was going. They want to get away from what happened in. Mm-hmm. The night, the malice at the palace in that, that perception. And, yeah, the the Gilbert Arenas, Javaris Crittenton uh, oh, yes. deal. Um, so yeah, it it makes sense. I'm not a big Jaw fan, uh, and and that's one of the best young rosters in the NBA. But uh, Jaw keeps uh, making stupid mistakes like this. He'll be out of the NBA shortly. Maybe Memphis shops and looks yeah. at Lillard. Yeah, one of those picks. that's that's a good point. Maybe. Change of scenery for Jaw would be good. Get away from Memphis, where he's pretty much. Is he from Memphis? He's from that area, like the east East Tennessee part, not West Tennessee. Okay. So i I don't think they'll shop him, but I think Damian Lillard that that's a place you could circle on, on your you know destinations potentially mm-hmm. working out, especially with that roster. You, you you're going to miss Jaw for a quarter more than a quarter of the season. You know. Lillard can fill that gap. Lillard can provide that, you know, experience. And then you just fit jaw, jaw around him when he comes back. Cause I don't know if Dylan Brooks is going to still be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, he's got some dream on to him uh, as well, where it seems like if, if you're winning, you can handle it. But when you lose, you just teammates don't no. like him. Of course, players around the NBA clearly don't like him. So uh, he might've talked himself out of the NBA at this point. Um, Might have, but I, I think the Heat probably would take him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as as far as Lillard to Boston, you think it like Jalen Brown for Lillard straight up sort of deal? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be something like that of package. Um, Jalen Brown, I, I think he's underappreciated in Boston. I mm-hmm. really do. Behind Tatum, I think the fans. Are, I would love to have him in Indiana. Um, you know, it's an embarrassment of riches of what they have in Boston. I think with the two max contracts coming up with him and Tatum that they're going to have to pay. They're, they're probably going to move on from one of them. Yeah. Um, and it, it seems like Jalen Brown's the ire uh, get, gets the main brunt of 
the ire of the fans there for sure. Um, yep. Not nearly as bad as the fans. The fans just don't like him for whatever reason. I, I don't know. It's because they're spoiled by having Jason Tatum and he's, he's kind of Robin to his Batman, but uh, the fans for whatever reason, hate him as Tanner's Tanner's joining us right now. I'll add him to the stream real quick. Tanner man. Hey guys, what's going on? What up? We're talking uh, NBA finals, talking NBA off season with the draft um, coming up on Thursday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nuggets got it done. Yeah. I mean, I don't, <laughs> it's, it's been a while since game, uh, whatever it was, game five has ended yeah. now, but uh, I don't think anybody thought the Heat were going to come back from a three to one deficit, but uh, Nuggets closed it out and uh, I know this will tick J-Man off, but I saw the city of Denver is the only city since 2015 to have a, a Super Bowl, a Stanley Cup, and a NBA Finals champion, yeah. so. City of Denver getting it done. Oh, oh boy. I, I really don't want to consider Denver a small market anymore. No, it shouldn't be considered a small That's market. That's a good point. That's a good point. I've kind of wondered for a while why. I mean, it's it's growing in population like crazy. I kind of always wonder why why is it considered a small market. But I don't, I don't think we have to worry about the Rockies winning the World Series anytime soon. I'm definitely not worried about that. <laughs> <God>. Nope. <laughs> But uh, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, I think we're, we're already seeing some moves out of some Western Conference teams, the Phoenix Suns, for mm-hmm. example, to try to get on that level of the Nuggets. I mean, on paper, the Suns should have been better. Yeah. Should have been. But uh, as we were saying earlier, Tanner, I, I think with the move with trading Chris Paul and Draymond declining his player option, I think Draymond, if he can mend fences KD, I think that's the perfect spot for him. Yeah, that, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. That, those personalities, though, they didn't do very well in Golden State. He can make amends all he wants, but once that season starts, uh, what's going to happen if things start uh, going sour there? It could go south quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, it would be – Draymond's one of those players, it would be weird to see him in a different uniform than a Golden State Warrior uniform. If he was not taken by Golden State, I don't think he would have lasted more than two or three years in the NBA. It was a perfect spot for him. Yep, yep. I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But um, I don't know if you guys have hit it, hit on it already or not. But uh, Aaron, what do you want to see the uh, Pacers do in the off season? <laughs> um, <laughs> as he chuckles, <laughs> as every Pacers fan would realize, you never going to see a number one pick. I, I don't feel in our lifetime. Uh, they just can't get lucky I, enough. I, I can't. You know, I, I hope they trade the pick off on on uh, Thursday night. I really don't want to select another young talent. We definitely need a wing um, to score. I, 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 But I don't know what's going to really be in free agency and what you can kind of deal with. As I was telling Josh, I'd love to see Jalen Brown. <laughs> that, that's pipe dream. Um, but highly doubt that would happen. Uh, I just have to see. Um, I, I, I think, you know, as I told Josh, I think the draft's going to start at number two um, after Victor gets selected by Spurs. And I, rumors have been Zion Williamson to Detroit for that second pick. That would be incredible. Just as long as he can't have another baby mama in Detroit. <laughs> Jeez. If, if he can get on the court, Ivy Cunningham. Monte Williams is coach yep, now. Who, my opinion, got overpaid. But go get that bag. Right. Um, and what is, what's your opinion on the NBA Coaching culture, Lynch. Since you're you're a bigger NBA fan than Josh and I, I'm surprised by a lot of these teams not having patience with their guys anymore, or a lot of guys who have just won championships for cities who have never done anything getting the axe two to three years later. Yeah, I, I, the Vogel situation in LA that that we can know who dro- probably drove that bus. Yeah, LeBron. Yeah. LeBron makes every decision out there. But like the Mike Budenholzer getting fired. I, I, he fought out, said his game management in that first round. It was bad. It was bad. I watched that series. Should not have happened. Um, I, I think when you get an at, you not giving yourself patience, it, it's, I think it's any sport professionally now. NFL is the same way. MLB, I mean, Josh, you can comment. I don't, I don't think David Ross is going to be there. After this now, year, they don't make playoffs. I think Denver should have given Nathaniel Hackett a little bit of leeway there and <laughs> had him come back. <laughs> uh, that Christmas Eve 
100 to zero game did him in. <laughs> Worst game, I think, in it. Well, no, oh, the Colts Broncos was pretty bad the, earlier that year, last year. Oh, uh, the Broncos, a lot of games of their last year could have made that list as worst NFL games ever, but that's a story for a different day. Sports. But, I, 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 it's just a trend, unfortunately. Yeah. No, you're right. I, it's, it's, <clears throat> excuse me, money, money talks. So, so with that, do we want to transition the U.S. Open? Sure. I'd love to. Did, did, um, was there a birdie or bogey question? Tonight? Yes. Yeah, I will give it to you real quick. All right. Um, I hope you have word associations. I, I do, and I and we'll, I'll go ahead and do it right after the birdie okay. or bogey because it's NBA uh, related. So, Nikola Jokic is the second player to average a triple double in searing series clinching wins in a single postseason. So, the series clincher game or uh, series clincher opening round, second round, conference finals, and then NBA finals. Uh, what other player did this? God, I'm surprised there's another player. So, yeah. great. Oh, I love NBA questions. You got phone a friend tonight. I do have phone a friend. We should, we should, we should uh, put lifelines in this someday, Jay. Man, <laughs> maybe next year in 2024. 50 50. Yeah. <laughs> phone a friend. Ask the audience. Yeah, ask the audience. That'd go well. All two two viewers, <laughs> and, and Thad Moody would screw me over probably. So. Which it looks like, I think the IC Sports Network, we're having problems with the connection tonight. Yeah. So, um, no, no biggies there. We'll get that figured out in, in next week. But, um, yes. And you already did the sponsor read, I take it, for Birdie or Bogey. Yes, I did. Um, yes. Okay, okay. All right. But I do have some word association, and it's kind of off the cuff here. But it is number one overall picks in the NFL, NBA draft. Um, I'm just going to throw out some random ones. Both of you guys can give me your thoughts. Uh, let's go with the 1971 number one overall pick, Austin Carr. Notre Dame boy. Notre right. Dame boy. That's thing. That's basically the only reason. And, and, and didn't he have the highest single point performance in NCAA tournament history for a while? Or something along those lines? He put up a ton of points there is what I remember. He did. He did. How about the 1974 number one overall pick, Bill Walton? Oh, man. Hippie. <laughs> yep. Yep, got absolutely. Love <laughs> uh, 1979, Magic Johnson. Uh, pretty good. Not bad. Uh, yeah, the uh, the 80s kind of caught up with him a little bit. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, fantastic, uh, fantastic show on HBO, Winning Time. Second season comes out in August. No free ad. It's amazing some of the uh... – Picks in the 80s. I went number one overall as I'm looking at this list. Uh, how about 1980? Joe Barry Carroll. Boiler oh, up. Pick that one. Boiler up. Boiler up. Boiler up. Yep. Mine's somewhere around here. <laughs> I'm lucky I had that in arm's reach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also in the 1980s, 84, you had Akeem Olajuwon, of course. That was the famous Michael Jordan draft. That's on this day, too. Oh, Actually, is it? Yeah. Th- yeah. So, 39 years ago. Yeah, I don't think uh, they regret taking him. No. The very next year in 85, Patrick Ewing. Worst head basketball coach in the history of college. Oh, boy, he was bad. <laughs> he was so bad. Oh, man. that I would hate to go back to your all-modern team. Uh, That'd be that yeah. horrible. It, it, yeah, it can only end poorly. There's a reason you don't hire legends, collegially yep. or professionally. It doesn't end well more times than not. Um, then 87, David Robinson. I mean, it's like legend after legend in the eighties. Admiral. Yeah. Admiral Spurs championship, him and Duncan. How about 1991 from the Hornets? Larry Johnson. Oh, man, I couldn't running, have told you he was number one overall. Running pick. rebels. That yes. team is loaded. Him, Stacy Ogman. Who else they have? Greg Anthony. Grandmama. Larry Johnson. Did he play Bugsy? Yeah. Yeah. He did play with Bugsy. Yeah. Bugsy and Orlando Morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How have the Hornets not won more, historically? Yeah. Hey, now with MJ still on the team, we don't know. Yeah. 1992, a guy named Shaquille O'Neal was drafted to the Orlando Magic. That's pretty good. Illinois beat him. I just think of Papa John's anymore with him. <laughs> that guy's a lot. Still has a lot of uh, sponsors out there. 1993, the Magic had the number one overall pick again and took Chris Webber. 
Magic, huh? Then traded him. Yes. Yep. He'll he'll be remembered. For, hey, he was a really good NBA guy, but he'll be remembered for one thing. Time out. Time out. 1994, the Milwaukee Bucks took Glenn Big Dog Robinson. Boy, that's good. See, now, now I'm just doing it for my bobbleheads, for my bobbleheads <laughs> to get some air time. Uh, 96, the Philadelphia 76ers took a guy named Allen Iverson. Pretty the, good. the answer, the true answer. In the volume year, 97, the Spurs took a guy named Tim Duncan. Man, that's pretty good. <laughs> back to back. Mm-hmm. Didn't this, didn't I think I saw something with like the Celtics were so sure they were going to get the number one overall pick. They already had Duncan jerseys ready and huh. made. Didn't get them. Didn't get them. Uh, how about let's skip ahead a little bit. How about 2002 Houston Rockets? Yao Ming. What could have been? Yeah. Maybe the most underrated player of uh-huh. this generation. Yeah, he was, I mean, that's seven six guy who could shoot a jumper. Yeah. Pretty unheard that, of. That's a what? 30 for 30 I'd love to see. Yeah. Uh, how about 2005 Milwaukee Bucks, Andrew Bogut? A collegiate uh, player of the year um, in 05, taken before Marvin Williams went second. Mm-hmm. Aaron Williams went third. Chris Paul went, went fourth. fourth. Yeah. Um, so should have been probably Chris Paul, D-Well, and then maybe Bogut. I don't know who else is in that draft. Brandon Roy. Oh, Brandon. oh That's man, name I forgot about him too. But he does have a ring. Bogut does have a ring from Golden State, if you recall. Yes, he does. A uh, couple more what-ifs here, and then we'll wrap this segment up. 07, Trailblazers, Greg Oden. Man, should have been Durant. The Sonics took Durant, number two. See, I got everything in reach tonight. This is beautiful. Is. Impressive. <laughs> it was, was he the last Big Ten player to go number one? Yes. Yes, he is. I was looking at the list right here. Yep. That tells you a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, Big Ten won a championship. Yeah. 23 years. 2008 Chicago Bulls, Derrick Rose. We mentioned him as a what-if all the time on this podcast. Yeah. I think one of the only MVPs that will never get in the Hall of Fame. Probably. He was explosive, unfortunately. You know, some guys can get by with ACLs in their later years. I mean, that's – quickness was his game. Um, let's do one more here. How about 2017 Philadelphia 76ers, Markel Fultz? He's still hanging around. He had the yips there for a while, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was weird. I, it was weird. I mean, you hear it of golf a lot, but you don't hear it in professional basketball. And, yeah. Man. Uh, Show stay in school. The shot looked like Chuck Hayes, free throw. <laughs> yeah. That's that 76ers team thought they they had thought they had it made with Embiid and Simmons and Fultz and uh uh there's another young one and it was it didn't the process didn't turn out to be a process. Yeah. No it did. He, he, Embiid has an MVP. Yeah, he does have MVP. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. He can have the MVP. But um that is the word association segment which is brought to you by like it is every week. Perform our print to promo group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or a sales meeting, Perform our print to promo group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. Or if you'd rather give her an email, you can do that as well. Barbara.VanWeinsberg at Proforma.com. Now we can talk some golf. I was hoping start. I, I was hoping uh, this was going to be one of my favorite podcast episodes ever in Tan and Jay Mitchell history. Maybe my favorite, but it wasn't meant to be, and I'm still depressed. Um, from his first swing of the day, wasn't meant to be for Ricky Fowler. I will say this as a listener, and when you asked me to come on, I thought about this. There's a 50% chance that either of you two would have been happy. A bucket would have been finally nailed with Rory. It's true. Or Ricky. But it's, it's true. I and I think and Wyndham Clark, heck of a story. I mean, the guy earned it. Some of the up and downs and the saves he had, incredible, even though his his nerves were coming out at the end. Um, but it's I mean, we can't put ourselves in those shoes what it's like to close out a, a major the, the shot on fourteen, the second shot on the fourteen, with Rory on the tee over there on fifteen on that short par three. Yes. It's 
a stone of a three wood up to that green and rolls on. Has a look at Eagle. I, I, I knew he closed out because it's two putt birdie at that. It point. was a top five shot of the year, if not top three shot of the year, in my opinion. Uh, but what, what I want to say about him, I mean, and he deserved it, so I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way, but I think most of America and, and golf fans around the world are rooting for either Rory McIlroy or Ricky Fowler, I think. And, and I, so to fight through that adversity on top of everything else, pretty darn impressive. I, I would say when the NBC – probably thought they had it made. Oh, sure. Truly four guys that they were going to be in the mix. It was yep. Wyndham, Rory, Ricky, or Scotty because of Scotty's finish on Saturday. And I thought Dustin had an outside chance of making a run with his firepower, but I, I didn't, didn't think so. I, I thought Scotty potentially if the putter got hot because no one's hitting the ball better than him. No, no. And, you know, you look at it, Hollywood, everything, a corporate U.S. open, we'll say. Um, but... When to come out with that story, you probably as a fan, unless you're a diehard golf fan, you're like, Who, who's this guy? Um, but unbelievable gall and stones of him to know that the pressure was out there, know the crowds were not on his side, what limited crowds there were, and to put on that performance yesterday, unbelievable. Do, do you think he's got a really good career ahead of him, or do you think – and I – it sounds like I'm ripping everybody tonight. Or do you think he's going to be more of a Webb Simpson? Which Webb Simpson's had a good career, don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's going to win another major. Webb Simpson's a lot more accomplished than what he would. I, I almost liken it to Gary Woodland. Okay, that's Open. fair. That's fair. He, he literally is 29 years old. Yep. He just won his first PGA Tour event last month. Mm-hmm. Um, Webb Simpson had a Ryder Cup history. Webb Simpson's one of players. Webb Simpson's lot, won a lot more. That's a good point. So a Gary Woodland comp is kind of what I see. I like that. That's better than the one. Yeah, that's better than uh, Webb Simpson. So, but uh, yeah, it was. It just wasn't Ricky's day. But it, it's just unfortunate because he, he's not getting younger. I mean, he's thirty four, thirty five. I can't remember what he is exactly. He's thirty four. Going to be thirty five um, in December. Um, Randall had a good point on the live from show on Saturday night. Ricky's time has come and passed. Yep. Because Ricky's now not the farthest on tour. No. He's not the best ball striker. Nope. He's not the best wedge player. Nope. And he's not even more the best putters. Mm-hmm. Ricky, mm-hmm. though, has put together one of the better seasons this year, historically in his career, mm-hmm. with all the top 20s, I mean, that he's had. And I, mm-hmm. I think he deserves a Ryder Cup spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Team USA, but I, I I think as time goes on, I, I I don't see him winning a major at all. That that's kind of what I was thinking when I was driving from the golf outing up 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 home tonight. I that's what makes this one hurt as a diehard Ricky fan. I think this was probably his best chance he was going to have. Um, I think he'll win more tournaments. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he's in the mix in the Travelers this week. He's playing that well. He has three straight top tens. But as far as majors go, that's a whole different animal to win. Um, I guess his best shot, in my opinion, would be an Open Championship. Um, and may, maybe it's this year's. I mean, last time it was at uh, where it is. It's escaping me right now. I know Rory won, but Ricky did Liverpool. get second. It's at Boy League. Yeah, Ricky did get second back in 2014, so – I don't know. Um, I think his game's in good shape, but like everybody, America got to see. You get the highs and lows of Ricky Fowler. He's a roller coaster. He had the most birdies in the in the tournament and most birdies in U.S. Open history, but he also had the most bogeys this week. So mm-hmm. you take what you get. It's just it's just up and down. So it, and his ball striking just was not good yesterday. If he hits the greens, Rory hits yesterday. He probably wins, but he didn't. Let's flip that script and let's talk about Rory. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and Josh, you were, I, I thought about you and I was like, this is it. If he makes, mm-hmm. if he just drains one putt. I had the tweet ready. I had the tweet ready to go and he just couldn't, he couldn't hit it close enough. He's hitting greens, but he never gave himself great looks. He was in control of the ball oh, yeah. all day from tee to cream. Yep. And that shot he hit on 11, it was the closest all day in that long par three. And I was like, this is it. This is it. He's gonna. The lid's just gonna pop off. He, he gets. I'll say he gets into a playoff of Wyndham. I think he wins. I do too. I do too. The crowd would have been there. He's probably one of the more intimidating figures out there in the world of golf anymore. 
I mean, he can hit shots that nobody else can besides Tiger back in his prime. You think as many greens he hit yesterday, he would have lucked into one. Finally, that a putt would have just felt it just it just didn't happen. It's incredible. I mean, the guy's a credible career, but he's a what if, if that makes sense, because he has four majors, but he could be at ten pretty easily. He, he could. I I I heard, you know how, how we're going to be closing in on forty majors since his last one. Yeah, he won forty four majors in his first twenty five starts. That's incredible. He has won zero once the clock ticks over next year. It's just incredible. In, I in mean. He has not won in a decade a major tournament. He's won everything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yesterday I, I thought it was um, when he hit, he got that break on 14 when he didn't go in the bunker. Scott, if Scotty didn't find his ball, I don't think it would right. imagine. But that's when I actually thought to myself for Josh and his book, and I was like, this is it. He got mm-hmm. the break of a lifetime. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to just fade, and, and he doesn't have – he has the desire, but it's not the cockiness that we saw, right? When his early career, right? And I, I you know, time does that, but it, it's a true what if with him. And I, I'll be honest, I think he's going to press and Hoy Lake at Hoy Lake, yeah. Where he, the last time the Open was there, he won. So it's mm-hmm. it, it's going to be an interesting last major of the year because ten years going into the offseason for him that is that's crazy mm-hmm. well, it definitely is i mean it, it was an interesting week around golf, the golf world i mean we had crazy numbers on thursday then everything kind of settled down the course got being a u.s open course um i mean 262s on thursday that's just insane and xander didn't go under par at all the rest of the week no he struggled um we, we saw guys like justin thomas who i know he's struggling right now with the game shoots an 81 on Friday, yeah. um, uh, you know, we saw other guys. Uh, well, Spieth, Spieth, and um, did Spieth make the cut? No, no, he didn't make the cut. I know Kepka made the cut, but wasn't mm-hmm. a factor. Um, John Rahm made it on the number, but wasn't a factor, even though he made a little run yesterday for a little while. Fleetwood, uh, Fleetwood made, had a heck of a Sunday, but those <laughs> that was so awkward when they they hyped him up about making the putt on the last hole and shooting a great round that he missed. It just kind of sucked the air out of everything. Uh, I thought Paul Azinger was awful yesterday. I liked the guy, but I didn't think he was on his game yesterday from a commentary level. I mean, that for example, I don't remember what hole it was. Wyndham Clark, that one time, Azinger was like, oh, that's has no chance. And he keeps getting closer. And he's like, eh, that's got to stop. And it's still rolling. It's like, Paul, yeah. shut up till the ball comes to rest. I, I will say, like, NBC, there's definitely a d- divide if you watch golf, CBS and NBC. Yeah. The contract that happened with the TV deal, it's kind of put NBC in a bigger of a bind, not having many tournaments anymore. So this crew isn't – last time this crew was together was a Florida swing. Yeah. And that's March. Yeah. Do you like when NBC has terms like this where they can go from Peacock to USA Network to NBC, or do you think that's too much channel switching? That's it's terrible because Peacock you pay for it and you you get all these ads. That's true. Comcast, I, I will say Comcast is the worst. I do love what ESPN like the PGA Championship, the ESPN yeah. Plus. That is on par the best with the Masters. Yeah, Peacock's one of it might be the it's my least favorite streaming service I have because even for just normal good series and shows that app doesn't want to work half the time or it's nope. lagging. It's awful, and I'm not going to pay. Nine ninety nine or whatever it is for no ads. I'll pay the four ninety nine. So, I, I, Josh, I, I don't know how much you watched of it this weekend, but Tanner, did you see all the Big Ten Saturday Night Football ads that they ran? And you're just like, stop. Yeah, with Fallout Boy on them. Fallout yeah. Boy and Purdue on that commercial. I never thought I'd see the day. Illinois <laughs> <laughs> was on it too. It's weird. You know, yeah, every every team was on it, but Fallout Boy is kind of the theme song, I guess, for Big Ten football for NBC. But you don't need to shove it down our throats. We know. Well, hey, that's what that's what that's what these advertisers do anymore. I mean, uh, I'm excited. I mean, have you guys talked about that at all? I, I or we can talk about that soon. But I guess unless you have any more thoughts on golf before we pivot. No, I, I I think uh, it's going to be interesting now that we're out of major a major 
and we're going back to the PIF, DP, PGA, mm-hmm. with the vote coming up in two weeks at Detroit. That's a good so, point because we didn't hear much about it this week, which was it, nice. It's good that we didn't, and it didn't foreshadow this, but yep. I, I think there's a there's going to be a lot of talk. Uh, your point last week, as for a fan's perspective, the bifurcation was not good. You want to see everyone, but I think as a fan, we're going to get screwed regardless because they're going to shove Aramco commercials down our throats from the Saudi yeah. government. Yeah. No, it's uh, a lot of a lot of questions and details to be ironed out there too. A lot. I hate all marketers. <laughs> yeah, they're Amen. the worst. They're the that worst. That includes the guy sitting in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> they're the worst. They're the worst. Um, but we were speaking of marketing, and we were kind of hitting on the NBC and the Big Ten commercials. This is a topic Josh and I wanted to hit, talk about last week, but we didn't have time. And I'm glad you're here tonight because you're a Big Ten fan. What do you think about the 2024-2025 Big Ten football schedules and all these protected rivalries that were announced uh, about two weeks ago? I, I, I like it, but I don't. Um, because they didn't protect the Cannon game, correct? Yes, they did. That oh, produced they did? two okay. rivals, or IU and Illinois are the two they'll play. Okay, game. I thought yeah. they, it was the, no, it was the Brown Jug. Minnesota, Michigan, they didn't protect that. Correct, one. correct. And I didn't, that's a neat trophy to see. Um, I, I think we're going to come to a point in our lifetime where protect, rivalries won't be protected anymore. I think once the SEC and Big Ten join, it's, <laughs> it won't, we won't see them anymore. Yeah, I think, I mean, I know the Big Ten's at 16 come 2024. I still think we're going to see them reach 20 eventually. I think that's the in number they want to be at. I don't know who those four are, but if the Pac-12 dismantles, which I think it's going to eventually, especially if Colorado and Arizona go to Big 12, then I think the Big 10 will grab Oregon and Washington, and that leaves you with two more. Do you take a swing at Notre Dame? Um, I definitely think if the ACC's in question, I think you have to take a swing at North Carolina from a brand standpoint and definitely basketball. Um, Do you take a swing at Virginia if Notre Dame can't be done? I don't know. I, I'll ask pose this question to both of you. You saw the schedule. You're seeing this. What are you thinking about it? And what are you thinking about your teams and your association, but then the NIL money that probably trickles down? I mean, I'm fine with UCLA and USC joining. It's I mean, it's weird geographically, but that ended a long time ago. I mean, once the Big 12 added – West Virginia. West, West, West Virginia, yep. and then, I mean, all that stuff was thrown out the window a long time ago. Uh, I mean, as a Purdue fan, I'm glad I went to the Big Ten Championship game last year because <laughs> might never see that again in our lifetime, especially because the divisions are gone. But also, my expectations with Purdue football and in college football, the landscape is different from college basketball. Purdue can win seven or eight games and I'm in football, and I'm tickled because that's just – Probably going to be their ceiling, whereas basketball, shooting for the sky. Um, and that's really the landscape of college football, I think. As a fan, sometimes you have to reel in your expectations and just enjoy the sport because what would you guys say? Every year there's six to eight teams, realistically, you have a chance to win the national championship. I know that will expand a little bit once the playoff does, but let's be honest. I mean, there's still probably ten at the most even when the playoff expands. Two other teams are going to have a magical year where – lightning strikes everything adds up stars align and they get into the playoff and then they fold um so i i think that i'm coming to the realizations and expectations i have for purdue football i can enjoy it more it's not as pressure packed for me as purdue basketball and i mean it it does i mean it's going to be brutal 2025 for purdue football when they have to play high state michigan UCLA, Notre Dame's on the road, which I'm fine with that because I want to get them back on the schedule. It's stupid that they stop playing each other. Um, everybody's got to go through it at some point. And so. USC. And um, USC in 24. So, Josh, your thoughts so, on Illinois? Minnesota, Michigan is the brown jug. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yep. They've only played once in the past five years. Wow. Um, really? Yeah. So – I guess that makes sense why they, why they kicked yeah. it out. Still a cool trophy, <laughs> yeah. though. Um, so, Illinois in 2024 plays USC, Michigan, and Ohio State. That'll yeah. be fun. Um, I, did, I haven't even looked at 2025 yet. but uh, Probably easier for no, 25 then. 
Probably it, it should be if if they're gonna make some noise this year's the year to do it because their crossovers are like Indiana and Rutgers and Penn State, um, and their non conference is pretty easy as well. So this might be their last uh, winning season for a while, but uh, you know every six or seven years Illinois gets lucky. So it's getting to the point where the more teams they had, you know, now we're talking about sixteen Big Ten and two one really elite historic football program and another one that's doesn't get enough credit, I don't think, for UCLA. Everybody thinks about basketball. They've been pretty good in football. I was going to say, too. Chip Kelly's revived that program. Yes, yes, he has. They just have nobody come to their games. Uh, but LA they don't need basketball either. Yeah, L.A. in general. I don't think there's really any cupcake games left in the Big Ten anymore. And you, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Do you, do you, I'll ask both of you, do you see the Big Ten going to a 10 or 11 game conference schedule? I think 10 inevitable eventually. You got ten conference games and two two not two non conference. Yeah, it's the problem with that is it, teams aren't going to schedule big time football programs right. outside of conference. Right, going to go two cupcakes and then right. ten conference games. That's the only issue. But yeah, I, I agree with Tanner. I think it will be ten or eleven eventually. They're they're, they're going to have one like off week, and that's going to be when they play like. Um, I don't know a Mac school or whatever, and then Indiana State. Grind. Yeah, Indiana uh, State. Can, can they even play non uh, FBS anymore? They can now. They they they, they couldn't, and now they're going there. back to doing that, which is kind of annoying. I kind of like not playing those schools. To be honest, I know it's a good payday for yeah. them, and now in the world in IL, they really need to get paid more than ever. <laughs> yeah. But um, I wonder how that affects the contracts. I know like Purdue's got contracts with schools through like twenty thirty three. And stuff to play for football, so I they'll, wonder how all yeah. that works. They'll get ripped up. Yeah, absolutely get ripped up. Yeah, um, you know I I know that they're doing that with the SEC in regards to if they can go to nine games. That conference needs to go to nine games. They need to. Saban was a proponent for it, and then he was one of the guys that weaseled out and voted for eight, which mm-hmm. makes me laugh. Yeah. He's such a coward, but he's just mad because he's getting passed by some of these schools in NIL. So I'll, I'll ask pose this question to both of you on, on this topic. With the Big Ten now getting the landscape of network media rights, right. uh-huh. Fox, CBS, NBC, mm-hmm. do we not see the national media attention outside of ESPN for the SEC, the Big 12, and Pac-12 when it comes to getting into the playoffs? Oh, I think I think that's a big reason why the Big Ten made this move. I think they will have the national media on their side now, more, than, mm-hmm. more so than they ever have before. And when you have two big boys – Ohio State's going to be in the mix. Michigan's going to be in the mix now. Penn State could be. Nobody from the West probably will be. Oh, why? Why? Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Luke with Fickle. Around that program. Yeah. I, I'm i telling you, as far as this season goes, it's weird to even say it, but watch out for Iowa. Yeah. They got a quarterback now. They finally do. They have some weapons on offense. They still have Ferentz running the offense. Whole, but. Yeah. Whole Brian can get her together. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think. Fo- Fox has kind of taken over as the number one sports mm-hmm. network, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And I personally like that every Saturday we can look forward to a Fox Big Noon, mm-hmm. CBS 330, NBC Night Game. Peacock yeah. Night Game. Peacock are, uh, Night Game, yeah. Are they doing that even in November? Because I know they don't like <clears throat> later games in November usually, correct? I don't know how that came about because that was one of the Kevin Warren messes he left was Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State don't want to play at night in November. Well, yeah. Fox didn't want to give up that that game anyways for right. a big noon. Right, mm-hmm. right. Because Fox has the overarching rights with the Big Ten Network. Yep. So they had first dibs and they weren't giving up the Ohio State-Michigan game. Right, which is usually always played at noon. Um, and every, every Big Ten team still has to play two games on Big Ten Network. That's still mm-hmm. in there contract so um i don't know I, I think it's good for the big 10 overall just maybe not so good for the teams we root for but is what it is yeah. well uh, i know we all have the same interest on this i think this nbc deal with the big 10 is going to put notre dame in a bind I, yeah i think it's gonna back them up in the corner eventually even though i do laugh that the new ad the next ad at notre dame comes from nbc <laughs> he did a crap job the pga of america so yeah I, yeah it, yeah. it got so much better when he left. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we are running out of time. So uh, I'm going to get through uh, on this day real quick. Um, so on this day in 1955, Mickey Mantle hit his 
100th career homer. He's one of the most he's a, named uh, guys on this segment. Yeah. Yeah, he was a he's a pretty good uh pretty good little hitter there. Um on this day in 19 19- 85, Reggie Jackson hit his 513th homer to move into 10th place all time. Mr. October. On this day in... That's not, not a great one. Uh, 1992, the Yankees played their first game in Baltimore Orioles' Camden, Camden Yards. <laughs> um, that's supposedly an absolutely gorgeous stadium still. They like playing there. Aaron Judge specifically likes playing there. I have an Aaron Judge uh, stat here real quick. Uh, Since Aaron Judge has been on the injured list, the New York Yankees um, are hitting 194 as a team. I believe it. They they need the MVP back. Uh, On this day in 2000, the L.A. Lakers beat the Indiana Pacers in game six to win the First title in 12 years. They have a 12-year yeah. drought. Huh? Pacers haven't been back since. 2005 U.S. Open men's golf on this day. 05. I'm in a dead blink right now. Uh, was it I Latif Goosen? No. I have no. never heard of this guy, though. Who was it? Uh, Michael Campbell. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was a big say. one-hit wonder. Yeah. yeah. Him and Sean McKeel. <laughs> Yeah, he held off Tiger Woods. That's that's a pretty good claim to fame. I yeah, guess. he got on a Tiger Woods video game um, for that. Yeah. Who won the 2006 Stanley Cup? 16. Oh, Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> you nailed it. Good Lord, Lynch. I was going to guess the um, Devils. <laughs> <laughs> on this day in 2016, the Cavs won their first NBA title, beating Golden State. Came back for three games to one. Uh, who won the 2016 U.S. Open men's golf on this day? 16, you said? hmm I suck at this. Um, I know who won the PGA that year. I can't remember who won. Oh, my gosh. It was uh, a controversial. Um, despite controversial. Oh, Dustin Johnson. Yes. Despite mm. controversial penalty, penalty on the fifth green, Dustin Johnson wins. By three strokes ahead of runners-up Shane Lowry, Jim Furyk, and Scott Piercy. That's right, because the year before Chambers Bay, he blew it. And on US this Open day ever. last year, Matt Fitzpatrick won his first major with a one-stroke win over Scotty Scheffler and Will Zalatoris. He made the cup, but he <clears throat> didn't do anything. So, And I also have That's not true. done a book it yet. Um, so uh, the book it this week will be... We got time since we're not on the IC Sports Network right now with that, the connection. So that is true. Um, Actually, it looks like the connection has been restored, but that's okay. Take your time. Take your time. I, uh, uh, I need a win, so I'm taking uh, Victor Wim- Wimbenyama or whatever his name is to the Spurs. <laughs> I need it, man. I need it. J Man's Book of British Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for Life Home Auto Business Renters Workers Comp Farm Insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is Travis.watching at INFB.com. And the honest day segment is brought to you by Moody Woodcrafts. Moody Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana Grass Roots. They provide 100% haircut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed projects by visiting them on Instagram or on Facebook at Mooney Woodcrafts. And if you let them know the Tan and J-Man show sent you, you get 15% off your order. So get your sign orders in. You missed it for Father's Day, but get it for our birthday, anniversary, wedding, whatever. Get something like this. Piece, which only people watching this podcast can see, but it's my Boiler Breakdown podcast sign that Thad made for me back in September of 2021. Does good work. Nikola Jokic is the second player to average a triple-double in series-clinching wins in a single postseason all-time. Can you name uh, the other player to have done this? Can't phone a friend. <laughs> you, you, you each can get a guess, but uh, if you get a wrong tanner, you're getting a bogey. Oh, boy. Uh, I'll go first then. Um, gosh, average a triple-double in it's- different... In series clinching wins, yes. 
I don't think this is right, but I'm going to go Magic Johnson. Okay. Lynch? LeBron James. One of you is correct. And his name is Tanner Lee. Wow. You nailed it. Only one stroke behind now. What a pull. What a pull. Magic Johnson did I was going to be so mad if it was LeBron again. 82 and 83. Magic did that. So, uh. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show. Thank you, Aaron Lynch, for filling in. Yes, thank you, uh, Lynch. Tonight for the first 20 Anytime. minutes and uh, providing some hot takes, tips, tips. I don't takes, know. Topics, topics, picks, and more. Whatever Tanner says. Have a fantastic week, everybody. We'll be back at her next Monday. <laughs>